Ladies and gentlemen, how you guys doing? Uh, it's your boy, of course. I got a lot of explaining to do to start off, guys. First off, I'd like to start out by saying Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, I'm saying Merry Christmas. I also may need to be saying Happy Thanksgiving as well. I don't think I posted it all in November. My apologies, guys. I have had a lot going on, you know, um, just mentally dealing with a lot of things, dealing with a lot of thoughts within myself. I like to present myself to you guys the best way I possibly can or give my best me. So I stepped away for a minute, stepped away for a minute to take care of what I needed to take care of mentally. And now I'm back. So just to kind of catch you guys up, Christmas was great. New Year's was even greater, actually. I had a good New Year's this year. And um, my uncle's best friend, he just actually came out of having uh, COVID. He was in the hospital all through December with COVID. So shout out to Uncle Phil for pulling out. And we prayed hard for him. He was on the respirator for three and a half weeks, I want to say. I believe he started about December 5th. And he didn't get off till like January 2nd. Like, I swear. So he was he fought the COVID battle all through December, missed Christmas with his family. He's got two kids and he pulled out and he's finally on the road to recovery. He's at about maybe 90% now. So I definitely thank God for that. We prayed extremely hard for him and he pulled out. So that's great. Now, this is a weird time for me to post. I'm actually on my lunch break from work, but I read a post from Facebook that really just like, personified my thought on relationships and how love is and how men view it. So what I'm actually going to do is, is I'm going to read the post. It's like 10 or 11 posts. But when I tell you it hit me like deep, it hit me real deep. Now it expresses beliefs and values that I have always shouted for me. I feel like love, particularly from men, it's, it's all conducive of time. This is my personal opinion, different from everybody else. I think women have more power in relationships than they think. They just have to be patient and work with the value of time. So let me go ahead and pull this up and let me read it for you guys real quick. Hold on. Okay, it's a little bit lengthy. So if you bear with me, it's like I said, it's about 11 or 12 like different Twitter posts, but the Twitter user is underscore Miss Shan J and it reads, why do men love more deeply than women? Men understand that love takes time. Men do not base their love off of the way a woman makes them feel. Men do not allow romance to dictate their decision making on a spouse. Men understand what love truly is. Romance isn't love. Date nights, vacations, trips aren't expressions of love. They are perks of companionship. Women take the perks and think they're in love because they are basing their love off of pseudo actions. To build a foundation of love, you have to first get past the companionship stage. Love should never be based on the perks of a relationship. Once the perks stop, the quote unquote love stops. Women like myself are expressive and emotional. Anything that sways our emotions wins our hearts. Even if what's swaying it is false or non-existent, we make it exist mentally. We live in a delusion of what we think love is and feels like. We want to create love. Men do not want to create love. They let love be. Love is love. 
Love isn't a project. Love isn't a science. Love is a new revelation. Love is an unseen force that binds a woman to a man based on character. Women want to fall in love. Men want to be with love. Quote, he was with her for 10 years and just now married her, unquote, because she just now he just now realized or he just now started to truly love her and all she carries with her. Sometimes men and women can be with someone for years, decades and still be unsure of the person they lay next to. Every day is a test. Let me be let me clear this tweet up. It is solely the choice of the woman to stick around for 10 years. As women, we have plenty of options of men at our feet. Remember that. Men are patient creatures. If a man feels like a woman he loves is in a relationship with another man, he will wait. He will find ways to stick around and stay close. He won't feel threatened by the new man because he lo- his love runs deeper. If he's right, she'll be back. Eight times out of ten. If men truly understand their power and women respected their own power of what love can be, divorce rates would be down. Both genders are lacking understanding of what a foundation is. We in the Western culture base it off what we feel, but feelings change every day. That was the simplest way I can explain it. Men have pure love for women, the same pure love women have for their offspring. We love differently. Men, then women, then children. I'm sorry. I read that a little weird. Men protect the women. Women protect the children. I don't make the rules. So all in all, yes, women are more prone to walk away from love. Women are more prone to, quote unquote, have love for a man. Women are more likely to look out for her own emotions and social status. Women are more likely to think her romancing and, quote unquote, sacrifice of time with a man is love. It's not. Quote, I've wasted 10 years on you. Unquote. Women believe her time is more valuable, more valuable than love. But if she truly loved the man, she wouldn't be equating it into time. She wouldn't be measuring her love. She really she's really saying I wanted other men and you wasted my youth. Now, if that's not the realest shit you've ever heard when it pertains to this relationship game, I don't know what to tell you. Now, the idea of stages is something that I've been screaming for years. I'm 27. I'll be 28 in September. And I've been screaming stages, I swear, for like how many years now? It's been a while. What that post did was, was that also held men accountable, you know, for some of the things or our thought processes and how we think. And it's not it wasn't all about, oh, this is how men can win women over. It was more so about too Well, it, it expressed how women feel about love in some cases. And this was a woman who posted this. So what I mean by stages is this. As a man, speaking from a man's perspective, this is my philosophy on love and how it works. Now, to me, the pinnacle is wife. That's where a woman who wants to be a part of your life aspires to be. It all boils down to this. It's like a pyramid. I can't love you as my wife if I never loved you as my girlfriend. I can't love you as my girlfriend if I've never learned how to love and value your companionship. I can't get to a point if I love and value your companionship. If I've never learned how to love and value you as a friend. Now, that's just the basis of the stage complex for me, of the of the stage ideal. You have to start out at a certain place. And what happens is, is if you skip stages, it's very possible 
There were a lot of people who got married after six months and said, oh, yeah, you know, I married this person after six months. Now, what you have to understand there is that it's always a possibility. It's possible. It is definitely a thing. However, you also have to understand in this type of situation, you are an anomaly. You are the minority by a long shot. Because and it makes it so much more difficult. And I, I commend the people who join and who who embark on this journey together because it's probably one of the hardest fucking things you could ever do. Because basically, if you skip to the stage of, of making someone your wife, you have to do every stage within marriage. Every stage. So. She's your wife already. But you have to learn how to love and value her friendship. You have to learn how to love and value her as a companion. You, you, you also have to learn how to be, to an extent, a boyfriend to this woman because you've, you skipped that stage. You skipped that stage or that stage was very short. So you have to continue that stage within the marriage. That's just hard. Marriage itself is hard enough, especially if you haven't gone through or skipped these stages. That's hard enough. Let alone doing it within the marriage, that's tough. There are people who've been married for 45 and 50 years plus that met each other and knew they wanted to be with each other. Now, I also saw another Facebook post. These are all opinions, and I value each and every one of them because they're like assholes. Everybody has an opinion. Whichever one you decide you want to value, I say value it. I say go for it. We all have the power of free will. We can speak however we want. We can speak whatever we want into existence. And however it's accepted is however that individual accepts it. But I saw one that I totally disagreed with. I thought it was complete bullshit. A man knows who he wants to marry or the woman he wants to marry three months within knowing her. I, I thought that was the biggest piece of malarkey that I could I could ever read. I ever read, basically. Like that was some crazy shit. I just don't believe in it. <laughs> that's just that's just me. I, I don't I, I couldn't do it. I mean, there's some men out there that could. I, I could not do that. Now, another thing that stood out to me in that sonnet that I read was the divorce rate. I believe that the divorce rate has heightened. I want to say it started in maybe the early 90s or so. And it's been high ever since because. There's been a lot of our as a lot of our youth at the time are now adults are now we're now in our 30s, our 40s, our, our mid to late 20s. And the majority of us were raised in single parent households. What I mean by single parent households is, is that your mother or your father, whichever, whichever parent was not present in the home full time was either completely non-existent or spent as less time as possible with their child. So you were basically raised by one parent. Single parent household doesn't exactly make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you are, you just have no hope for love and you have no hope for companionship. That doesn't mean that at all. Sometimes you get with some people and it just doesn't work out. Some people get divorced after 25 to 30 years, 35, 40 years. They just grow out of love or, you know, something happens or occurs where they decide that they want to break the marriage off. That, that happens all of the time. But usually in most cases, the parent, the other parent stays in the child's life. You stay in the child's life however much you can. So they do have two active parents. So parenting can definitely be successful in split households. That I'm not saying that that's something that's unsuccessful. But there are a lot of children and, and a lot of people that were children at the time who are now adults who don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. 
They don't know the sacrifices that a healthy relationship takes because they didn't grow up around one. You grew up and you had your mom in the household with multiple boyfriends or you had your dad in the household with multiple girlfriends. There are some people who had parents that their parents split, but one of the parents got married and stayed married for X amount of time. You know what that looks like. You've seen situations work out. You've seen arguments be diffused. You, you've seen struggles be overcame, you, etc. You, you've seen all of these things face to face. I say that for saying this. It's not anybody's fault that they grew up in a household with single parents. But what you have to understand is that it does change a perspective on what a relationship is and what a relationship consists of, as opposed to someone who grew up with two parents in a household. I was grateful enough to have my parents, my both my parents in the household. My parents are still happily married. And what I want to say, this is year this is going to be year 31 of marriage, and I want to say year 36 of them being together. So I'm definitely grateful for that. But I'm also grateful that I was able to see what a healthy relationship looks like. I was able to see my parents overcome struggles together as a unit. I was able to see my parents work as a unit. I was able to see and hear my parents argue and fix it and work it out. I was able to see processes my parents took. My, 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 neither one of my parents were alcoholics. Neither one of my parents abused substances. The most my dad did was drink a shitload of Pepsi. <laughs> so my dad, would, it would, my dad would have a Pepsi with dinner like every night. And that was kind of like his equivalent to drinking, which I mean, it's a Pepsi. If anything, it'll just gain weight. But they worked out their issues and they learned each other's quirks and their personalities and discovered that, hey, this is how I can I can actively fix this. Or, or I know that when she starts to act like this or when she sounds like this or when she's doing this, that she's upset at me. Let me I let me give her some space and let's figure this out. I've, I've witnessed that with my own two eyes. I've had discussions with both my parents and they know each other like the back of their hands. They know each other like the back of their hands because they went through the stages together. They went through the stages where they were friends. They went through the stages where they were dating. They went to the stages where they were official. They were boyfriend and girlfriend and they dated and they did their things. They went through the stage of we're companions and we're going to travel here. We're going to travel there. I'm going to visit you where you're living. You're going to visit me where you're living. You know, you live in NorCal. I live in Southern California and we're going to make this happen. We're going to go on trips. We're going to do all these different things. And then they embarked into marriage. That to me is how I was raised on the philosophies of being with with somebody, being with a companion, being with a partner. So that's why I have the beliefs that I do. And I noticed this issue in so many people is that you get into a relationship and they immediately want to go to they they immediately want to skip stages like one through three and go straight to like girlfriend. Wait a minute. I don't even know you enough to know if, if I want you to be my girlfriend, if your girlfriend material, let alone calling you my girlfriend like, whoa. So a lot of these marriages and these relationships are built on no foundation. When you build a house, this is my this is always my example this is houses. When you build a house on a shaky foundation. The house can be big, the house can be beautiful, it could be a great house, but if the foundation cannot hold this beauty of a house, then the house is going to go down. Now, depending on if it's going to completely collapse or if it's just going to minorly damage the house, I don't think people are aware of how hard it is to build another foundation for a damn house. You, you, can't, you can't just take like a jack and just like move a house over. No, 
you have to make sure that your house is built on the strongest of foundations before you start laying any type of pillar, any type of post, any framework, anything. And I feel like the foundation is the most neglected part in relationships today. I, I just think that that's the case. The, the, the foundation, you're so focused on how you want your house to look. You've drawn up this blueprint and you, you have this idea in your head of what this blueprint is. And you're like, I'm, this house is going to be so fucking cool. And I'm just going to build like all this shit on this house. But you missed the fact of, am I going to build this house on a concrete slab? How is the land on? Is this land even? Am I able to put am I able to even access plumbing in this area? Do I have sewage? Do I have, you know, do I have a, a, a storm drain in the back where, you know, my 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 lawn isn't going to flood? These are things that you have to think about when you're when you have an empty piece of land. And these are the most important aspects. How strong is the foundation of my house going to be? I need to make sure before I put anything on here that this house isn't going anywhere. Because regardless of what happens or what occurs, if a storm comes, knocks the house over, if a storm comes and does damage to the house, if a tree falls on your house, if anything happens to your house to cause any level of damage, we're still in the philosophy of a home, by the way. You always have this foundation to rebuild on. Now, I I really hope I I didn't touch like like I kind of stimulated that part of your brain like you still have your foundation to build another house on. If you're on a concrete slab, the greatest of storms can come and clear your house, clean the fuck off the foundation. Your concrete slab is going to fucking stay there. You, you, you feel where I'm coming from? Like your, your concrete slab after all the like monsoon water and shit is all gone and it all clears out. That storm drain in the back of your fucking lawn is going to be draining the water off of your lot. And it's going to expose your concrete slab. You can build a whole new house on that. You can rebuild, but it's all about your foundation. And to me, that is the that's really the essence of life. If you want to be real, you can't have anything strong unless you build the foundation, the body, the body. Everybody says the core, the core is the heart of the body. You can build your arms all day. You can build your legs all day. But if you have a weak core. All of that is you're on a poor foundation. You know, your core is your ab, is your abdominals and your back. So like your back is what keeps you standing. Your back is what keeps you active. Your back is, is like the central to everything. It keeps your arms and your legs moving to run, to work out, to exercise, to lift weights, to do all these different things. If you have a weak ass back and a weak stomach, then you're no good. You're not strong because most of your strength comes from your core. So if you strengthen your core first, everything else is going to fall. Everything else is going to fall into place. Everything else, no matter how complex the house is, no matter how, you know, no matter how you want your arms, how big you want your arms to be, how strong you want to be. If you have a strong core, then your body can withhold whatever you need it to withhold. But that post really stood out to me. It really did. You know, I, I really don't get on here and talk a lot about relationships and, and all of that type of stuff, but. When I saw that, I had to bring that to you. I was like, man, like I got to read this because this shit is this shit is it is it. And I, I commented, I thank one of my uh, I thank my homeboy for um for reposting it. That was Jerome. Yeah. Yeah. My dude. Let me see. What was that? I think it was. Yeah, that's my homie Jerome, man. Shout out to Jerome for posting that. That was crazy. 
he's always posting like really dope like posts and stuff like that like just about life and he's actually a pretty philosophical dude himself so uh one of my friends on facebook went to high school with him and um yeah like that was crazy that was crazy but we're gonna go ahead and switch the topic up let's talk about these damn game systems man you heard the tone of my voice change still no ps5s no xbox series x's man and then the trump check dropped like i'm like dude that's perfect like the people were gonna use their trump checks on all the systems to me this by far i want to say since what was that what was that release i want to say ps2 was like the last smooth release we had every all these other releases all the other game console releases have been terrible now the last generation was bad just because of the damn recall rate we were getting stuff ps4 and xbox and xbox one were just terrible upon release bugs patches it, it sucked so it wasn't really a shortage of systems it was more so a shortage of what they bought to the damn table which is the most important part so we were disappointed at least i was disappointed with the release systems and i was working at gamestop at the time so like i was just throwing xbox ones left and right and i had like a schizophrenic damn manager who was really weird he was like we got to put it in the bag under the fucking counter i'm like dude nobody's waiting out here to rob some people for a fucking ps or xbox one we're in fucking rural atlanta we're in gwinnett county nobody's about to rob somebody outside of the damn GameStop. but that's besides the point he was fucking weird but um this nasty last release man just a shortage in numbers man like we're probably not gonna get a viable amount of systems in stores until like early next year i i, I kid you not i swear we're it's not gonna be accessible to the general public until i want to say until this time 2022 I mean that's just a that's just a fair a fair estimate in my opinion. Look at what's happening now. We're in January of 2021. We had a release holiday of 2020. With 2020 being what one of the shittiest years to date in a while, probably since like the Great Depression or like segregation and and you know shit like that. You telling me we still had a shortage of systems? Like really? You had all this time, all this social distancing time to just be fucking kicking out systems out of the damn factory. The last thing you should have had was a shortage of damn game systems. Like, really? Come on now, Sony. Come on, Microsoft. Word? I mean, if, if, if Apple can put out these fucking phones still and Apple doesn't have a shortage of damn phones, you're telling me that you guys can't, you guys had a shortage of systems? That's crazy. That's crazy. So I don't have any information on any new games. I've heard Cyberpunk has been glitching like crazy as the, the graphics have been terrible. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Miles Morales, Spider-Man. I've actually watched the playthrough. Yeah, I cheated. Now, to me, it looks great. I love the fact that they stuck with Insomniac stuck with the same gameplay, the same mechanics, just just different tweaks. I just thought that, damn, it was too short, man. It was too short. The story mode was way too short. Like, I watched it, some a YouTuber, I want to say I watched Chase Money play it. And literally, it was like eight videos long. I'm like, dude, this dude did Ratchet and Clank from PS2. And it was like, what, 20 videos long? 
and the videos were like maybe 17 to 20 minutes each. Like, that's crazy. And he only did eight for a Spider-Man. And, and the videos were 25 to 30 minutes long. That's crazy, man. I think the playtime for the story is like four hours. I mean, it's cool, but I think they, re they rushed it to make it a, a, a release title. So still looking forward to Demon Souls. Uh, that looks fucking fantastic. That looks great. And um, what else is coming out, man? See, I haven't even been keeping up. I don't even have Cold War. I should I should have had Cold War by now. I, I didn't buy it. Um, the last thing I played was the Mafia remake. Oh, my God. I played the original, which was damn near unplayable on the PS2 port. But, man, the story change, the graphics, playing on the Mafia 2 engine, the, the controls were, were similar. Were, uh, not similar. They were, they were familiar. The characters were great. One complaint I do have about it is some of the voice acting. Now, in my opinion, Salieri sounded like way too fucking white. I mean, we everybody else had that Italian tweak to them. That's it's the mafia, man. Like we need some like uh, you're supposed to be like like Sicilian. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like Godfather, you know, some some shit cool like that. Like Salieri's voice actor was just a little too white for me, man. Like he did not sound Italian because every time he talk, I'm like, here we go, bro. I love this. I love this. His 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 his, his like his NPC or his character. I love the way all the characters look. I love the way they I love the way they stylized it. Um, some of the fighting mechanics were kind of weak too. Like Tommy was not hitting people hard and you could tell, like you go into the little fight cinematics and he's hitting like a bitch. Like he's just like, 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 uh, like he, he's, yeah, he's pity pattying and these dudes are like bleeding and like, Oh, I'm like, no, nah, dude, he's hitting like damn Ali G was in the damn movie. But I love, I mean, I love the rest of it. I love the gunplay. I love the story. They did change the story up a bit. I really enjoyed playing it. And the playtime was like, what? I, I spent three days playing that game? So, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So, Definitive Edition was the last game that I actually purchased. And it was a, it was a Christmas gift, actually. But I had the digital-only Xbox. So, I had to buy it. But that's besides the point. So, that's the last game I played. Lately myself i've been playing all my old school shit i've been playing um ncaa 06 for ps2 uh i've gone back to the old to the old maddens if you guys remember the old maddens man 03 04 minicamp i've gone back just to play minicamp like i've been playing minicamps and just what the, the the pocket pressure swat ball i just been going back playing all of those so that's been that's been fun um what series do I, am I wanting to get into? I, I want to let me go check it out real quick. So I have a, a whole collection of systems, of course, as you can tell, I'm a big fucking nerd. But there's a series that I've been meaning to play. Let's see. Oh, I have been playing NFL Street, too. <laughs> Boy, I've been playing that damn game. That game is fun as hell. And it, it's definitely an indicator of your age because it shows like with all these players. T.O. is still on fucking San Francisco. It's crazy. But um. What am I thinking about starting? I need to re I need to restart Onimusha. I have Onimusha one, two, and three. I need to start Devil May Cry again. I have one, two, and three of that. Uh, man, there's so many games that I need to play. I have I have Godfather and I have Godfather two, which is cool. 
I did a playthrough of Ultimate Alliance. I did Dark Souls. I did Resident Evil. What I have Resident Evil one through one through what six, and I have rack. I have, uh, I have Operation Raccoon City, Revelations, all those shits. So that's cool. Uh, thought about playing Gun. I haven't played Gun. I need to get on Borderlands. I need to get on Mass Effect. And uh, I went back to play Red Dead too. Red Dead Redemption, the first one. And uh, Fallout, shit. I got a lot of games I got to play, man. Like, I got to go back and play these. But if you want to check me out playing games, I, I I could go back and post. I haven't posted on my YouTube channel in forever, guys. It's been, it's been ridiculous. My YouTube channel is Lucky Strikes Again. That's one word. Uh, it's basically my name on here. So where you see my name is, is at Lucky Strikes Again. That's my YouTube name. And you'll find all my shit there. Don't judge me on the last video posted. It was what, like, it's probably like two, three thousand years ago. I don't know, but yeah. So, um, man, just combined with the holiday and, and fatherhood and so many different things or new new fatherhood, I haven't had the opportunity to post there or even come here to talk to you guys. I had a lot of adjusting that I had to do in my life, but um, man, you know, I I figured. If I'm going to step to you guys here, I need to come to you guys correctly. I need to come to you guys legitimately, you know, so figure it now that I'm back. I'm, I'm going to slowly come back for you guys, put out a little bit of extended stuff like for today because there's so much to talk about and cover, but I'm still not going to be too, too long. The length of the uh, podcast are going to be pretty, uh, pretty, pretty common at about maybe 30 to 25 minutes. But uh, let's go ahead and change the uh, change the tide again. What do you guys think about this election, man? What 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 did this election do? I live in Georgia. So. Of course, we were last in the Senate, so you can only imagine how nerve wracking the YouTube commercials were for Senate getting the fucking phone calls from potential spam. Hey, uh, I need you to vote for so and so. I had people knock on my door. In my house in Georgia, knock on my door from New York, California. Where else were they coming from? Uh, I want to say like what? Just Democratic states. People were coming. People were traveling here from different states, surveying neighborhoods, like seeing who voted and who didn't vote. I, I'm not going to lie. Y'all. I lied. I was like, man, I voted already. I voted. I voted. So I just needed to get them the hell away from me. And they wore masks. They had masks on. Most of them had on masks and shields. So. I felt good about that, but man, I was just happy to get rid of them damn commercials, man. Raphael Warnock and the goddamn America and, you know, David Perdue talking about, I'm going to fight for you guys and this and that. And they talk about John Ossoff in China and all that. But so we now have a Democratic majority Senate. So the Democratic Party basically has full control now. I'm not political by any means. I'm the furthest person from from political you could ever possibly think of. But I read a shitload of comics and I watch a shitload of cartoons and anybody having damn full control, complete control is ridiculous. Like, uh, no, I mean, shit. G.I. Joe had the damn Cobra, had, had the Cobra commanders. Like, I mean, Power Rangers had the damn putties. You know, it, it wasn't just like, oh, we have total control, so we don't have anybody to fight. No. Batman with no Joker, like, what the fuck? No, uh-uh, no, no. It provides balance. 
It provides entertainment. All that other shit. I, I just I can't side with control, whether it's Democrats or Republicans. I don't believe in that. But we're there now. So that was an interesting thing in Georgia. And then after we won the Senate, all oh, all the proud boys and, and all those motherfuckers went to the damn Capitol. I don't even have cable. And I was watching that live. I'm like, oh, shit. They're raiding the Capitol. Like, damn. What, what's that movie? Like, um, damn, what's that movie? Where all the people was like trying to climb over the damn wall. Like, it looked like a bunch of zombies. But it, it was crazy. It was fucking ridiculous, okay? It was ridiculous. Scaling the walls. They got damn black officers backing up and shit, f- fighting for their lives in the damn Capitol. I'm like, whoa, hold on now. And now it's so funny because they're starting to catch these people. I'm like, you guys are in there with no mask, no social distancing. I'm like, all of y'all motherfuckers got COVID. Y'all got to. Yo, I guarantee you like half that damn mob came back with COVID. They had, it, they, you can't tell me all those motherfuckers were negative. No, nobody was wearing a mask because they don't believe in them. And I'm just like, dude, like what the fuck is going on? So they're starting to catch people, and put them in prison. Folks is freaking out. Folks is killing themselves. All this weird shit. And quite frankly, I don't feel bad for him. Now, I was I was talking to a friend of mine. And when when the word federal comes into play, then you know not to do it. I mean, I don't know if it's obvious or not, but I'm black. <laughs> so if, if you say anything is federal, that does it. For, I'm not doing it. Like, like I, I can be sitting there, man. It can be damn dead presidents. I can have the paint on my face and everything. I'll be like, I could be ready. I'm like, look, man, I got the Akimbo pistols. We about to go get these. Mon-. And then they're like, OK, this is federal money. Nah, bro. I'm going to go wash my face off and I'm going to go on in the room and, you know, play some Xbox or something. I'm not about to go out there on no federal shit. Because that that you're asking for time at that point. No, no, I'm good. No, I'm straight. So now these people are getting repercussions and they want to act all silly and, and weird. Oh, I didn't do anything. Oh, yes, you did. You raided the damn Capitol, dude. Some dude dressed up like fucking what? Kratos from the new God of War game is sitting there with a podium in his arm. I'm like, dude. It's cameras everywhere, bro. And you got your face out just screaming like Valhalla. I'm like, bro, you, you really you really didn't think that was going to get your ass? All them iPhones that was there that got phone pinged, all those people that had it on their lives and on their TikToks, you really think you weren't going to get caught, brother? Come on now. But that led to uh, 45 getting out of there, man, which I didn't see a reason behind that because he was leaving anyway. So... I guess that kind of eliminates him from what rerunning because once you're in peace, you can't rerun. So I guess that was productive. But what Sleepy Joe was getting and uh, is getting uh, inaugurated in like what, like a week or something, I guess. I don't know. I think I think it's sometime soon. So I didn't really get it. But hey, that's politics for you, man. It's, it's, it's not for any of us to understand. All the motherfuckers corrupt. That's why I don't, I don't believe in politics. It's like, oh, Democratic or Republican? I'm like, what, corrupt or more corrupt? Like, which one you want me to vote for? I, I don't, I'm not doing that. But it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And now we got COVID-19 vaccinations coming out, and there's people, there's people dying from those. And I just, I just hope and pray that we, we come to a, a solution, with this whole sickness and this whole virus deal going on, man, this is, 
It's taken the lives of too many people. I told you guys earlier about my uncle's best friend, who I consider my uncle as well. Um, he fought hard. You know, uh, he's he's the third or fourth or he, I want to say fourth or fifth loved one that I know that got it. And everybody fought in different stages. My my god sister had uh, she went into a coma, man, like like a two or three day coma. And now she's got like nerve damage in her forearms and hands because like they'll go numb like every now and again, just at random or uh, when she's kind of sitting. But she's bounced back from it, man. She's got like 30, 35,000 subs on YouTube, man. She's fucking amazing. Cece, shout out to you. You survived and you're like still here and you're still battling and strong and you're still that motherfucker. Like I'll rock with you, man. But yeah, it's, it's, I know some, I know I got a, I got people, like I got a friend of mine who she got it and you lose, when you lose your taste and your smelling, I think that's weirder than anything. Like I, I just, I would probably freak the fuck out if I lost my, uh-uh. I, I couldn't think, of, I couldn't imagine that, man. Like that's, those are senses that you have your entire life and even to lose them temporarily is, is, is scary. But it's, um, we're starting to see repercussions and we're starting to see like reactions to this vaccine. And we've already lost a few people to it. And um, that's unfortunate because we're not only are we losing people to the virus and the sickness, but we're also losing people to the cure. So everybody kind of compares or directly compares COVID-19 to a Bible verse or like something in the either a Bible or a book that stated that in 2020, will be exposed to a deadly sickness that is going to plague uh, and take over and kill millions of people. But then said sickness will eradicate and be completely forgotten about and it'll just go away. Now, I tell people all the time, I'm waiting for the damn go away part. Like, go the fuck away. We don't want you. Leave us alone. Leave us the fuck alone, man. Like, I, I, that's, that's where I'm at. But, hey, I mean... We're not in control, and that's there's a reason why we're not in control. So um, all I've done and all I continue to do is pray, man. Pray for your loved ones to remain safe. I have two parents that work in the school system, not directly with children. Well, my mother does. She drives, she's a bus driver, and, and my father, he works for fleet vehicles and, and buses. So he's, he's, like a, he's like a mechanic. But with that being a, a, like a government job or a county job, you know, they they have to report to work day to day. And um, I, I just I, I worry about my parents. I have a sister that's a teacher who reports to school every day. Uh, her county still goes to school. I have a brother that works um, indirectly with medical professionals and medically. He works directly with medical equipment. So he could possibly or potentially be exposed to equipment that are used by, you know, medical people and personnel. He's got a roommate that works in a medical field. So it's like it's it's so many different potentials out there, man. And you never know what you're running into. That that to me is the scary part. It's the the unknown is the scariest part to me. It really is. It's so fearful and it's so scary because it's like you do not know what's out there. Are you supposed to wash your clothes when you come back in or can it live on your shoes? You know, I wash my hands every two seconds. My hands for the past like six or seven months have been peeling like crazy because I wash, I hand sanitize. You know, it, it's just impacted so many different things. And what's really killing me about this is that we have people acting like this is not a this is not still a thing going on. 
You see people on Instagram live and you see people like the people who raided the damn Capitol and you see all of these different people, man, and they don't have masks on and they're not practicing social distancing and they're not doing the six feet and they're not hand sanitizing and washing their hands. And these people have children that they could be passing it to. And these people I'm like, yo, you guys need to like chill the fuck out and go sit down. And I have several seats somewhere, man, because this 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 stuff is still going on. It's still going on. It's still strong. It's still killing people. We just had a, a what? A, one of the youngest cases in the United States, a four year old at a new at a, uh, New York. He just died of COVID-19 complications. Perfectly healthy kid <laughs> just died because of complications of this virus. And I mean, you can't bank on you being asymptomatic. We don't even know what makes people fucking asymptomatic. So you can't bank on. Oh, well, you know. I, I could be asymptomatic or I could this or I could that and people have survived it. And there's a 97.9% uh, success rate or, or survival rate. I, I totally get that. I guess it hits harder for me because I have loved ones who are directly impacted by it. And I, and I seen their road to recovery or I seen their, their struggles, man. Like, I told you my uncle, he just got out of the hospital, man. Like, and then he had to, he had to quarantine for two weeks. He couldn't, he had to stay away from people because all of that time on the respirator and all of the damn, um, medicines and antibiotics they were pumping into him, it weakened the hell out of his immune system. So he can't see his kids. He can't see his family. He, he didn't have a Christmas this year at all from December 5th to like January 2nd or 3rd. He was in a hospital. So it's like, I mean, we're grateful to have him out. He's going to live for more Christmases to come. But I mean, shit, shit, the entire Christmas and you have young kids, you didn't see your kids. And after you get out and you're nice and you're comfortable in your home, you have to wait. And then that just the reactions afterwards, you know, he's starting to have um, survivor's remorse and he has what i want to say they call it like covid insomnia he's barely getting sleep he's barely getting rest and it's 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 hard it's tough it's tough my my god sister that went into a coma she had coma complications she went through stages where she didn't remember her name or she had to remember this or she had to remember how to walk she had to remember how to talk this is all from covid man and there are people out here that are screaming fake. I was one of those people before I started actually having people in my inner circle getting it. And I'm like, this shit's supposed to be fake, man. But by the grace of God, I haven't lost anybody to COVID. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Definitely grateful. But um, we're reaching a 42 mark, guys. 42 mu- uh, minute mark. I love to say that I am glad that I'm that I'm back. I'm glad to be back. I'm happy to start this journey again with you guys. And I'm not going to make a promise. I'm going to make like a like an arid promise, which I call like a like a so-so promise that I'm going to continue to be consistent. I obviously have a lot to say when I get on here. I need to make sure I have the right topics. I need to make sure I have stuff to talk about. Again, if you find me on Instagram, I would love to talk about topics that you guys may want me to talk about. Or if you know me personally, shoot me a message. Oh, hey, talk about this on your podcast. Hey, talk about that on your podcast. So along with social events going on and what's going on with the world and all of that good shit, I could be answering questions. I could be hitting on topics you want me to hit on. 
I could be giving and doing things that, I mean, that the people want. You guys, you guys are my people. I love each and every one of you guys and I value your opinions. I value your desires. So if it's something in particular you want me to talk about or give my opinion on, that's the whole point of the damn podcast. Like, hit me up. Hey, talk about talk about Lysol. I'm like, I don't know how much to talk about, but hey, I'll let you know, like lemon's my favorite little scent and I haven't had a lot of it lately because people have been still swiping the hell out of it. But, ooh, excuse me, but yeah, I actually have to get back to work. This is funny because I did this on a 45 minute lunch break. <laughs> so that's why it's different. It's really weird doing this in the daytime, but it's it's relieving, man. I, I got to talk to you guys on the spot. So what I'm probably going to end up doing, I might just start doing it this way in general. I might just, whenever I have some shit on my mind, I might just hit anchor and just get on here and just, just shoot the shit with y'all. But let me go in and get back to work, guys. Let me get back to it. Love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, in all honesty, I don't know when that is. But until next time, you guys hear my voice again. Thanks again for listening to me. And we're going to catch up another time, guys. I'm going to make sure I keep y'all posted on what's going on in my life and everything. I'm not going to stay away too much longer. Not anymore. Not going to do that no more. But I love y'all. Peace.